I used to like working with clay. I thought Danny was going to get on to me. I thought he was going to get on to me and tell me to take these idols off the, off the podium up here. These have a date on them of 1997. I made this one. And uh, the artist uh, that I learned how to make this from made, made this one. Uh, you know, about, like I said, I guess that was 14 years ago. Uh, I learned from an artist who actually made money. I mean, he, made, he makes money making this kind of thing. I mean, you may not... You may not buy it. You certainly may not buy the one I made. But um, he, he showed me how to, how to make these. Um, it, we took clay, and what we did is we wadded it up in a ball, and we took it, and we, we threw it up against the wall. And it made a splat, you know? And then we peeled that off the wall, and then we shaped everything the way we were supposed to shape it with the tools and that kind of stuff. And, but that's how it started, you know? Just throwing a piece of clay up against the wall, and and uh, uh, we did that in in the back of a of a uh, barbecue uh, pit, and uh, the back of the barbecue pit was where they uh, cooked the barbecue, and had about oh six or seven ovens, and uh, it was this guy's job. Uh, he did this as as a third job, I guess. It was this guy's job to keep the fire going all night. So he also used this as the keel. Uh, for his, his his clay creations, he would stick his, and that's the reason for the smoke is uh, the, the reason it's blackened here and it's blackened on on mine here is because the smoke from cooking the barbecue uh, would would blacken the clay and and make it you know make it look like it did. This you know this didn't come from from some faraway country. You know it came from well from the country of Chad. It came from Chad. You know uh, I guess and uh, this one did anyway and. Uh, you know, whatever you think about it, you know, it was my creation. I'm, I made that with my own hands. To do so, uh, I needed to have clay, I needed a keel, and this object, it needed a purpose. Either it was going to be, it was either it was going to be useful, like a cup or, or a vase or something like that, or it was going to be decorative, like, well, you, you decide if it's decorative or not, Right? But whatever you think about my creation, I wanted it to be good. I didn't, I didn't start out to, to make something bad. I didn't start out to make something ugly. You know what I mean? When I, when I was doing it, I looked at his creations and I, I wanted them to be like his. And, I, and so uh, I, you know, I made this and, and I wanted it to be good, whether you think it's good or not. That was my intention. I believe this is what God wants us to understand about him and in three passages of scripture that I'd look at like to look at this evening. In each passage I want to look at the history behind the passage. It's it's meaning then, it's and it's meaning for us today. And it's my hope that I've crafted something that you'll find useful and able be able to adorn your own life with. The first passage, if you will please turn to Isaiah 64. Isaiah 64, verse 8, which states, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you our potter. Isaiah lived during the reigns of kings Uzzah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. Isaiah was a prophet of the southern kingdom of, of Judah, 
at a time when the northern kingdom, northern kingdom of Israel, uh, the kingdoms had been divided by this time, the northern kingdom of Israel had been destroyed by the Assyrians. Isaiah is called a messianic prophet because much of Isaiah deals with the coming Messiah. John twelve forty one states that Isaiah saw the glory of Christ and spoke of him. And in Isaiah chapters 63 and chapter 64, we have contained a prayer, normally known as the exile's prayer by many. And in chapter 65 and 66, we have the answer of God to the prayer. In prayer, in chapter 64, verse 5, Isaiah prays, basically, we need to be saved. We need to be saved. We need salvation. And compares the nation to, to filthy rags. He compares the nation to a, to a faded leaf. But now, Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you our potter. And we are the work of your hand, Isaiah writes. They are humbled and understand very clearly who made them. Who's in charge? And notice what notice part of God's answer to this prayer in, in Isaiah 66, verse 1. Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look. On this one will I look. On him who is poor and of a contrite spirit, and who will tremble at my word. I'm a very big proponent of mean what you sing. And we just sing, mold me and, and, and make me and fashion me. And that sounds kind of painful be molded and made to do something. And I used to think about it that way. I, I've since changed my mind about that song. I used to wouldn't sing that verse, Doug, because I didn't want to be molded and made to do something. But I've since changed my mind because coming from the dark into the light, I've figured out it's not that painful. It's not as painful as, 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 as being molded and make it as you'd think. We, we are the work of God's hand, the scriptures say. And as a Christian, he's created us to conform to the image of his son, Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, verse 29. And we have been created for a purpose. We've been created for, for a purpose, not a decorative purpose, a useful purpose. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, we have been created in Christ Jesus for good works. That's our purpose. That's what we've been created for in Christ. God goes on to answer Isaiah and, and Judah. If you resist and rebel, you'll get what's coming to you. Look at uh, chapter 66, verse 4 of Isaiah. They did evil before my eyes and chose. Look, do, you, do you see the language there? And chose that which I do not delight. We have a choice. They had a choice and we have a choice. Yes, He made us and gave us a purpose. 
But we have a choice or say on what our usefulness will be. And those who resist God's handiwork, those who resist, they'll never become what God has designed them to be. If you're a Christian, you're designed to be useful for good works. And my question in this first passage is, are you useful? My second question is, could you be better? Could you be better? You may be good, you may be, but could you be better? More useful. Our second passage is from Jeremiah 18. If you would please turn there. Jeremiah 18. Jeremiah 18, beginning with verse 1. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter's, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. The instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom, to pluck up, to pull down and destroy it. If that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I have thought to bring upon it. And the instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it, if it does evil in my sight so that it does not obey my voice, then I will relent concerning the good which I said I would benefit it. Now, therefore, speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am fashioning a disaster and devising a plan against you. Return now everyone from his evil way and make your, way, and make your ways and your doings good. Jeremiah lived about a hundred years after the prophet Isaiah. He tried to preach to the people. He wept for Jerusalem. He's called the weeping prophet. Around 590 uh, B.C. it was destroyed. Jerusalem was destroyed. Uh, Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, he had a lonely existence while he was a prophet in Jerusalem. Jerusalem was hopelessly attached to, to, to idol worship. <laughs> Jeremiah preached they would just repent. If they would just repent, if they would just turn to God, God wouldn't hurt them. God would save them, but they wouldn't. And they they hated Jeremiah. They hated Jeremiah for showing them their faults. In our passage, we see the plea. We, We see the promise. God has the the power to, to alter the future. If the wicked will just repent, the passage says. Of course, this generation is is much like theirs. True Christians have the answer and the truth to, to Satan's lies, but many simply don't want to tell it, and many simply don't want to hear it. Notice what the Lord, through Jeremiah, says. Go to where they make 
pottery. Go down to the potter's house where they make pottery, where they make bowls and urns and, and cups and plates out of pottery. When Jeremiah did, the potter was making something on his wheel. Now, today, uh, many potter's wheels are, 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 are mechanized. They, 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 they turn because of electricity. Uh, at this particular time, and in many, many countries today uh, as well, the, the, the potter's wheel is turned by the feet of the potter so the potter can keep his hands on the object that he's making. The potter of Jeremiah 18, he says he, he messed up on the vessel he was making. It was, it was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again, it says, in, into another vessel. And the Lord uses this, this illustration to say, I can do to you the same way this potter has done. I can do the same thing. You are in my hand. If you do good, disaster will not come upon you. But continue to do bad and I will destroy you, God says. The Lord says, Jeremiah, you tell them, I'm fashioning, I'm I'm planning a disaster. But if you repent, I won't bring it upon you. The choice is up to you. In my hand... I can make you great. In my hand, God is saying, I can make you useful. In my hand, I can make you beautiful. But if you will not repent, if you will not repent, you know, this reminds me of of a planned future disaster for some in this audience. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 8. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with His mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. God has devised a plan for you who will not obey the gospel. They didn't like hearing it in Jeremiah's day and neither do many in the 21st century. They don't like hearing that. They will not hear and refuse to repent. Well, God's will will be done. And that's not our concern. God will deal with such people, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, for it is, it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Are you an earthen vessel? Are you, are you something that, that God has, has fashioned for a purpose? Are you useful? Can you be better? Are you an earthen, earthen vessel made by God for good works to shine the light into the dark by imparting the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ? Those in Jeremiah's day, they would not take the deal. They just wouldn't do it. How about you? How about you? Will you allow the potter's hand to mold you and, and to make you after His will. Our third passage is Romans chapter 9. 
Romans chapter 9, beginning with verse 14. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. So then, it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up, that I may show my power in you, and that my name may may be declared in all the earth. Therefore, he has mercy on whom he wills, and whom he wills he hardens. You will say to me then, Why does he still find fault? For who has resisted his will? But indeed, O man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made me like this? Does not the potter have the power over the clay from the same lump to make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor? What if God, wanting to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he called not only of Jews only, but also of, of Gentiles. Romans is a letter from the Apostle Paul to the saints in Rome. Paul lays out in Romans God's plan for justification by means of faith through the gospel. Justification, just, justified to be a child of God. Justification is no longer through the law of Moses. You're not just a, a child of God through the the law of Moses. That's not the criteria anymore, but it's on the basis of obedience, obedient faith in, in Jesus Christ. In Romans 9, Paul expresses his desire for the salvation of the Jewish people. He, he, he laments them in a way, but that's up to God how men will be saved, he says. Yet, it's up to men he says, to, to work God's plan. Man has a choice. God's word said Israel was going to be saved, but who's Israel? I mean, is Israel just a, just a country on a map? Yes, it is a country on a map. But Paul says in, in verses 6 and 7, those who are the seed of Abraham are true Israel. Spiritual Israel is what he's talking about. And Paul explains that just because one is a a child of Abraham in the flesh does not mean he's a child of the promise. Do you hear that? Just because you're a child of Abraham of the flesh does not mean you're a child of the promise. That's two different things. According to Galatians, keep your finger there in in, in Romans. According to Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you're Abraham's seed. Do you get that? You're Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. You who have been baptized into Jesus Christ are Israel. Romans chapter 9 verse 15. With God he will have mercy on whomever he will have mercy and compassion on whom 
on who he wants to have compassion on. If, if the Jews wanted to be saved, they must be saved through Christ, just like the Gentiles. In, in verse 20, who are you to reply against God? Who are you to reply against God? That's the way God wants to do it. That's the way God... Who, who are you to reply against God and His plan? Ephesians 1 verse 4, if you are in Christ, I told you how to get into Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 3 verse 27, you're baptized into Him. If you are in Christ, if you're in Christ since the foundation of the world, you are predestined to adoption into the family. Romans 9 21, God is the potter. Does not, have, does not the potter have the power over the clay? Paul writes. From the same lump to make one vessel for honor and, and one for dishonor. God endured the vessels of wrath, it says, but now, but, but made known the, the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy. Praise God. We, we who were, were marred vessels, all sinners, Romans 3 23, we who were marred vessels can be repurposed. We can be repurposed if we obey. You may be marred. You, 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 may, you, may, be, you may be misshapen. <laughs> but in the potter's hand, we can have purpose. We can have purpose. Created in Christ for good works as an earthen vessel to carry the light of Jesus Christ into the darkness. Will you allow God to make you? Will you allow God to to mold you? According to His will. That's what the song says. Mold me and make me after Thy will. Thy will be done. Will you allow Him to do that in your life? Could you be better? Is what I'm saying. Could you be better? Put yourself into the hands of the potter. You have a choice to remain marred and misshapen. I think it's kind of pretty myself, but I made it. God thinks you're grand. God thinks you're grand. I've been amazed in the last couple of days of the stories that I've heard of Joyce Hayes' nephew. You know, he was an organ donor. Ten people have new lives today because of ten parts of his body that were donated. God has made us wonderful, has he not? Kathy Thompson. They can take the marrow out of her bone and give it to somebody else and they can have a new life. We're interchangeable. Our parts are (laughs) interchangeable if everything fits, right? We are fearfully and and wonderfully made. And, And although you may think this is ugly, I think it's grand because I made it. God made you and He thinks you're wonderful. And He wants you to understand your true purpose. 
how useful that you really can be. But you've got a choice to make. You've got a choice to make. You can remain a marred, worthless vessel or become a vessel for good. My prayer for you tonight is that you'll, you'll put your, yourself into the hands of the potter. According to His will. If you'd like to become a Christian, you know tonight what you need to do. It's my hope that you'll come to Jesus and be baptized into Jesus Christ. Put Christ on in baptism. Acts twenty two sixteen. Have your have your sins washed away. Understand your true purpose. Get busy for what you've been created for. Maybe you're a Christian and and and, and, and the Word has been working on you. And you understand that you could be better. But you need prayer. You need help. We want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. Won't you come right now? As together we stand here.